Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Thank you for joining me again this week for the Sunshine Steven Podcast. This week, I'm talking to, um, I feel like we're friends now, um, Jeff, who is just full of inspiration. I mean, he has a book we talk about, and he actually was so nice enough to send me a copy, so I'm super excited to dive into that. Um, He also has two poems that he's sharing, um, one that really, really coincides with Black History Month, so super excited about that. But we're talking about breaking through and just being the best you and everything like that, so it's a great conversation, so you're in for a treat. Speaking of treats and Black History Month, Sian Sloan also joins us again with a little-known fact for Black History Month. So, again, thank you so much for doing that for me, Sian Sloan. I'm super excited for that. Um, so, yeah, this is, is going to be a really good episode, guys. So, guys, gals, and anything in between. So, let's get to it. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you today? I am feeling extremely grateful to be here. Thanks, Stephen. Oh, of course. And congratulations on the little one. <laughs> you shared that tidbit with me. Uh, it was, I think, the beginning of January. Yeah, January 11th. Oh, wow. After 32 hours of labor oh, and having to unfortunately have a C-section, my wife gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, Irie Lynn, and we couldn't be happier. We have <laughs> never been more tired, but we're yeah. also never been happier. Yeah, that's that's the thing I've heard. Sleep is the first thing that goes out the door. Just be prepared to get no sleep. And that's a beautiful name, too. So thank you. again, congrats. Um, thank you for coming on and... Um, we're going to have a good conversation today. I feel it already. The energy is good. So I'll just be quiet for a second, let you kind of introduce yourself and what you're all about, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Awesome. And so I grew up in the cold winters of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I ended up being bar mitzvahed at 13, baptized at 16, I graduated from the Carlson School of Management in 2005. And my wife and I decided to go on an adventure and move to California just last year. And uh, since then, I've become an author, speaker, and Hall of Fame business achiever. Um, I've had the fortunate luck of becoming the number 15 sales rep out of 1.5 million for a $250 million direct sales company, uh, which I'm extremely grateful being able to work for. You may have heard of it before. It's called Cutco Cutlery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah like the Rolex of the kitchen. Yeah. And so I actually get to specialize in appreciation gifts for realtors and mortgage lenders and have been able to give many presentations on sales to those groups as well. And my passion is creating creative content. Uh, My mission is helping people break through to their next big breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And my purpose is to love and be loved. That's beautiful. Beautifully said. And that's awesome though, that you were able to take some time and you moved and then started just hit the ground running. It seems like with all that's under your belt, that's super amazing. And again, I've said this before, but that seems like that's the American dream these days is to put your passion forward and really focus on that. So that's, that's really awesome. Um, 
So what exactly, so you said you're an author, so you've written and then sales and everything like that. So um, do you want to dive into that a little bit more and give a little more insight on what you've written and everything like that? I know that there was a book that I was, and I'm a big reader, so I have saved it to my wish list. So yeah, I'd be happy to send you a copy. It's called the seven, the seven key abilities, how to succeed seven days a week. And what I've found in my many years of studying personal growth is there happen to be seven key abilities that Mm -hmm. will enable you to break through to your next big breakthrough. And so in a nutshell, it's essentially cultivating, creating, and connecting. So cultivating a thankful heart, an empowered mind, and encouraging connections, and being able to confidently create a clarified calendar and an inviting environment, and being able to courageously connect with ongoing growth and a purpose-filled plan. So a plan that not only makes sure that you're maximizing profitability, but more importantly, that your thoughts, words, actions, relationships, and pursuits are all in alignment to help you be your best self in all areas of your life. Oh, that's and, awesome. and a lot of times during my talks, I like to ask the three rhetorical questions. Have you ever felt down on your luck? Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever just wanted to yell, forget this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so... We've all seemed to run into a wall or hit a ceiling. Yep. No matter what we do, we can't seem to break through. And so mm-hmm. my goal is to help people break through to the next big breakthroughs. Oh, that's awesome. I, I feel like especially after the year 2020, <laughs> I definitely uh, took some time to think about uh, my passions and everything. Hence why we moved back home um, to where family is and everything like that. I had um, my sister actually passed in November. So it really brought a lot of things to light and everything. But it, and now that's why I'm like, oh, I really want to invest even more into this podcast and being creative and spreading the, the positivity. So yeah, like I said, I'm a reader, so I'd be super excited and honored to read it. So definitely. Absolutely. And so sorry to hear about your sister. Yeah, oh, life is you. so short when, yes. when major events like that happen, it just, it's a shift and can make oh, yeah. everything be brought to light. And and oh, I, I love your podcast, The Sunshine. Um, sunshine. Is it Stephen Sunshine or Sunshine? Sunshine Stephen. Yeah. Sunshine oh, it's, a, Steven, it's a mouthful so, yeah. to say. Yeah. You are you are shedding light on so many so many oh, things. Oh, awesome! For Thank people. you. Yeah, that's it. That's that's my goal, and hopefully, I could take that further. I'm actually writing uh, my memoirs right now. I was almost done, but then 2020 happened, and I said, "Oh, this is a whole other chapter." So <laughs> stay tuned for that. That's, um, but it's very much me. I'm writing it in a very hey, this was dark times and everything, but here's positivity in it because I always put a positive twist on everything. So uh, that's that's really, you know, that's me. Anyways, enough about me. Let's get back (laughs) to you. So when you started this whole journey, was it last year or were you doing little things leading up to it? Or was it, you know, uh, you had an aha moment and was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. I'm going to follow it. When did that take place? So I actually ended up having a life coach that was one of the top Cutco sales reps of all time. His name is Hal Elrod, and he developed the Miracle Morning. And he was my life coach for one year. And he really inspired me to begin the habit of writing on an ongoing basis. And so at that time, I had uh, created a new style of poetry mm-hmm. called Cubed Poetry. And I ended up turning into a devotional book 
where it takes the piece oh, of wow. God's word and then magnified through a poem and then brought to life through an action step and a piece of good news for the day. It's, it's called good news for a month. And um, I actually created a ministry called eternal thanks based on that. And I had mentioned before uh, we started the interview today, but I'm also on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And one of the strengths is I'm able to focus really well on one topic and my favorite topic happens to be gratitude. And so hence the eternal thanks. Um, but after I created that book, I was still working with uh, Cutco clients. And after I graduated, instead of just selling residentially, I started specializing in closing gifts for realtors and mortgage lenders. And after I had over a thousand agents on the program, the offices wanted me to start doing more than just a sales pitch. And so I actually developed a talk titled the top 10 tips to be top 10 in the nation. And it ended up being so well received that they wanted me to create another talk a year later, which ended up being the seven key abilities, how to succeed seven days a week, which ended up being the catalyst for this last book. And so now I'm actually able to go to corporations and really specialize in helping sales teams, not only increase sales, but also employee engagement. Which is awesome. I, I actually work in human resources. So employee engagement is something near and dear. So that's always awesome. And I know workplaces a lot of times needs the most work. Um, uh -huh. Cause there's just a lot, there's a lot of personalities, a lot of moving parts, different management, everything. So um, it's really awesome though that it came full circle and you just started adding on to it. And now you have a book and everything and um, having corporations being like, Oh, I like this come back and, uh, I think the list parts are super smart. I'm actually working on something right now that's a list for an ebook, and it's just so it's just so I don't know. There's something magical about it. It's so to the point. Here it is, bullet by bullet. Um, so I yeah, enjoy. it's a great way. It's a great way to be able to digest mm -hmm. the information. Yeah, definitely, definitely is. Um, so with all that you're doing and everything, why do you think it's important or what benefits do you get out of doing what you do? Well, I had to come up with the existential urgency of my message mm -hmm. when I was creating my talks and I ended up pinpointing it to making daily discipline decisions is the key to peace, empowerment and perpetual progress. And so I'm of the firm belief that a lot of people are striving for a success that the world has defined. And I don't believe that's true success. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a destination. It's a way of life. Yep. And so my definition of true success is being able to consistently make choices that bring joy and meaning to your life and the lives of others. And so if I'm going to truly succeed, I want to be able to make choices that bring joy and meaning or excitement and significance mm -hmm. to not only my life, but the lives of others. And so I get extreme joy by being able to do that. Oh, that's all. Awesome. That's truly a gift and something I like that you hit on because I learned that as of recently success isn't, you know, you create your own success really. Like it's not, we still, we see like society and like movies. It's like, oh, you have to be making X amount of dollars and drive this and do that. And it's, it's really, like you said, the, the way that you're living, I guess. And that's the way I'm trying to look at it now is like, are you happy? Do you like doing this? Okay. Then you're successful. You don't have to have, yeah. you know, 
um, three butlers and <laughs> housekeeping How? and stuff like that. <laughs> like it's it's very very relative um, to who you are and what you put in perspective as success, I guess. Absolutely. Very well said. Yes, I try. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about your book because I myself am currently writing and I write, I've written a couple blog posts and actually for a textbook as well too. I was talking last night to a, a podcast group I just started being a part of. Um, and I was nominated to write something, my degrees in sociology and how sociology helped me in my career. So I wrote that and they were like, oh, we love this. We're going to publish it in a textbook. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I feel like that's I'm awesome. Literally going down in the books. So um, I'm always <laughs> curious to see how was the writing process for you? How long did it take? Um, what was the, the highs and lows of it, I guess, whatever you want to share. Yeah. And so for me, it was all about making sure I had accountability mm -hmm. to write a certain amount each day. So it's not about it's not about how much I'm writing, but for how long, because you can't really control how much you're going to write in an hour, but you mm -hmm. can control that, hey, I'm going to write for an hour. Yeah. And so that's what I basically did for two to three years it took me to oh, finish wow. writing this book. And again, it was just dedicating at least one hour a day, um, seven days a week in my morning routine to uh, creating the book. Oh, that's super smart. I, now I don't feel as bad because I've been writing mine since 2018 <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. But sometimes it takes a lot, especially when it's personal. Um, and for me, I, I want to make it, you know, good so that when I put it out in the world, people are like, this sucks. <laughs> or, no, yeah. You want to like, find a good balance because it's, exactly. it's too easy to want to be perfection or yeah. to seek perfection and then mm -hmm. you're never going to finish it. And so Correct. be okay with being good enough and then know that you are going to improve later on. After the book came out, I found like 27 typos. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so then I had those corrected. And, um, but yeah, you don't, it's, it's silly to seek perfection when it's impossible oh, to have. Yeah. At first I was like, in the early on stages, I was like, oh, this has to be, and now I'm like, you know what, write it like you, and even if only five people get a copy, you've shared your story with those five people, so yeah, I'm trying to stress less about it, but I like the, the hour a day, because right now I'm doing a chapter a week, but I never know how long my chapters are going to be, so some I'm like, oh, I finished in two, three days, and some <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need more time on this, so I might try the, the one hour a day for this last chapter to just to make sure yeah. that I, I'm doing it too. Cause um, it is sometimes, sometimes it's a, it's pretty hard to incorporate writing within the day. So I'm trying to be better 2021. I'm trying to be better. So <laughs> here's that fingers crossed. Um, awesome. So one question I always like to ask guests um, and this could be multiple people. It could be family members, um, celebrities, leaders, or a group of collective people um, who inspires you. That is a great question. Number one, right off the bat, would be my wife, Jessica oh. Teresi. She's my absolute hero. She's actually an author and speaker herself. And <laughs> she has a company called Life Beyond the Lies. Mm -hmm. And her whole mission is to prevent sexual violence mm -hmm. one conversation at a time. And so she's gone through so much in her life and has overcome so much and is such a game changer to so many people. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a very important topic too. Studying that sociology, there was, oh gosh, there's so much that people don't even realize and 
that that's really awesome. Keeping it in the family, motivational writing and everything. So that's, that's awesome. Anybody else come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. I have a, a, a pastor, Greg Boyd. He's a brilliant mm-hmm. philosopher and theologian. Uh, he uncovered the concept for me that everyone has infinite unsurpassable worth. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that he is all about showing the love of Jesus. Cause I think a lot of times um, Christians are given a bad name because mm-hmm. they're being anything other than Christ-like and um, Jesus is the example of how to live and how to love. Yeah. And so allowing that to be your foundation. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anybody else before we move on? I know it's, it's a hard thing to think. Of. I'm glad that you said your wife, because I always mention my husband and people are like, you're just saying, and I'm like, no, but really. No, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I married this person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I also uh, think that uh, Liz Gilbert and Rob Bell are mm-hmm. such forward thinkers. Um, yeah. I have a list of a lot of, of people that have influenced me over the years, but those are the ones that come to mind right off the bat. Oh, definitely. Good, good choices though. Good, good wide variety. So I'm not mad at it. Uh, so the next part is the part that a lot of people dread, but it's really not, <laughs> nothing too crazy. Um, I just have three random questions. Just Here we go. Yeah. People I'm like always, going up the roller coaster is about to go down. Really Everybody, fast. I'm like the anticipations where it's nothing like, what's your social security number or anything inclusive <laughs> like that. So you're fine. So the first one um, is if you could watch three movies and only three movies for the rest of your life, what movies would you pick and why? Hmm. That is a great question. Yeah. So come Christmas time. I really love It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Classic. It's just such a good reminder, again, of how much we have to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite movies, as far as visual goes, would be Avatar. Oh, so good. Yeah. My wife likes to put that on, and we'll just fall asleep to it yeah. um, a couple couple times a month actually it's yeah. it's a great movie and yeah, great cast everything yeah and actually the lead actor in that movie is also the lead actor in another movie i love which is the shack oh, yeah. and i think that that was just a beautiful representation of of god mm-hmm. and so yeah those if i had to choose right now it might be a different answer an hour from now but right now those would be my those, three those are the three we're locking in yeah. yeah it's always good nobody's ever thought about around holidays and Christmas time, what they want to watch. So I'm glad that you, In A Wonderful Life is truly a wonderful movie. So that's good. Uh, the next question, kind of a similar <laughs> thought here. Um, if you were to come up with a soundtrack to your life, what are three songs that you could think of right now that you would want to be included on the soundtrack to your life? Ooh, that is a great question too. I want to pull up my my playlist uh, here what What would be three songs that would be the soundtrack of my life and i've tried to do this before and like make a playlist of and make a soundtrack to my life and i'm like oh there's like 48 songs on here so maybe (laughs) maybe i should narrow it down yeah i should i have let's see here in my dance playlist we have the fact that you have a dance playlist. Is I need a hero. I love that so song. Yeah. Because we all need a hero. Yeah. And um, 
Sia's Never Give Up. Mm. I really love that song. And another song called It's Gonna Be Okay. You're Gonna Be Okay by The Bright Ones. Awesome. Yeah. See, thank, thank you, you. Thank you for having, I'm glad I had a playlist I could pull from. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, some, because music is so important to a lot of people. Um, sometimes they're like, oh. I actually, one of my habits in the morning is to dance to one song every morning. So during my talks, I like to start my talks the same way I start my day. And so I get everyone to dance for one song because I believe that music and dancing are magical because they can immediately and immensely modify your mood. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely learned because somebody else I was talking to, they were like, um, the next question I'll get to actually, well, after the after this rapid fire question, but the next question when I asked about mental health, somebody said, oh, I dance, I let myself dance. And I was like, is it really? And so I tried it and I was like, at first I felt silly, but I'm like, hey, this actually is like a boost yeah. of, you know, happiness. So definitely. yeah, you get the endorphins flowing. And I always have to tell people, there's a couple rules when we're in live events. Number one, don't touch anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, don't judge anyone else. Yeah. Um, part of being confident is recognizing you have nothing to worry about, including what other people think about you. And so I completely relate with that being self-conscious and possibly embarrassed. Like, I don't know how to dance. That yeah. person dances a lot better than I do, but recognizing they're probably thinking the same thing mm-hmm. and they aren't even worried about what you're doing. And so just having fun with it. Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, I'm on my own worst enemy and I'm like, oh, I look like it. But now I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, this let is, it go. This is what you get. Yeah, definitely. So the last question in this is, um, and I would allow you to take your family as well. So if you were able, somebody came up to you right now and said, hey, we're going to pay an all expense vacation, give it to you for two weeks for you and your family. Where would you go to in the world? It could be anywhere I would love to go to New Zealand. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that the nature and the scenes there would be just astounding and uh, beautiful, just being able to connect with that. And it's so far away that it's one of those things that if we're going to go anywhere, then we should go as far, far away as we can. Yeah. I I could imagine that's a long. How about you? Where would you go? I have always wanted to go. Well, I preface this by saying... (laughs) I, I haven't really had the opportunity to travel a lot. So I still, there's a lot in the United States I want to see, but if hands down, somebody came in and gave me that opportunity. I would go to Greece in a heartbeat because ah. it's just so beautiful, the water and everything. Um, even though I live by beaches right now, but there's nothing that compares to, to over there. And I, I think the food would be amazing as well too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hopefully once, um, the pandemic and everything is over I could travel a little bit more but I've never even been on a plane and that's always really? like yeah that's always never, a f- never. Oh, people oh. always are like wow and I'm like yeah I've never had the opportunity to travel anywhere that I needed a plane so well hopefully. I'm excited for your future travels I am too especially after all that we've all been through for the past year and a half with everything so I am um, for sure excited so that was it. That was the three random questions you did. All right. Ooh, what Amazingly. a ride. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so awesome. You, you did great. So, so next I always ask because I am a big, big, big advocate for mental health. I think that it's a stigma that we don't really need. So many people, you know, have so many thoughts and opinions on it. So I always like to ask people, what are some things that you do for yourself to keep your mental health in check? 
So one of the practices I started about 12 years ago was a gratitude journal and I call it my eternal journal. So every single morning I jot down three new things I'm grateful for, whether it was something that happened the day before or something that's coming up later that day or just something random that pops into my head. And I also have a nighttime gratitude journal. And so I'll mm -hmm. just review things that were highlights for that day. But I also am a firm believer in having a growth mindset. So mm -hmm. also trying to pick out what are the areas that I could possibly improve on what would be a growth area, something mm -hmm. that didn't go as well, possibly a low light and think about that as well. Because when it comes to adversity in light of adversity, it's so important to ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. And I believe that if people began asking themselves that when adversity did come their way, they would be responding a whole lot differently than had they not asked that. Definitely. I always get giddy because I do the exact same thing. Um, I call it the gratitude game where I come oh. up with three things as soon as I wake up that I'm grateful for either the past day or that I know is going to happen that day. Um, so I always get happy because somebody else I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, um, Ben Kennard, he's the founder of Five North Chocolate. He does the same thing. And I was like, oh, I'm not alone. There's people out there that <laughs> actually want to be grateful, but I do have to give credit. There was an old coworker um, that I worked with and she gave me the idea. So it stemmed from her, um, but I've been doing it now since 2016. And it's, it's just amazing to sit back and like you said, gratitude and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Maybe I shouldn't be so hard on life and everything. And I know a lot of people get um, caught up and thinking, well, heck, how am I going to come up with three new things every single day? Mm -hmm. And so I was like to tell them it's so important to not only uh, to begin the journal, but review the journal too, because in reviewing the things, you're going to have more ideas. Mm -hmm. And so I started off um, doing that. And now I actually have uh, five-year journals where wow. I can see literally um, five years on one small page. And it's so fun to review. Oh my gosh, yeah. what was going on this time, time last yeah. year, the last five years? And it sparks so many more ideas. And a lot of times now I'm grateful for what I wrote down a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's really cool. Hopefully one day I'll get there to where I have that much to write up. Sometimes I do forget and I, I just say it, but I don't write it down, but I, I'm going to get better. I swear. Like I said, 2021, <laughs> my year, I feel it. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that um, with us. Um, and you know, I always think mental health is so important. So I always appreciate when people are open up to it a little bit. So thank you again. Absolutely. So for the next part, I always get super excited because um, I am such a, I'm into all of these things. So I will definitely, whatever recommendations you have, check them out. So are there any movies or music shows, podcasts, or books that you just absolutely are in love right now. They don't have to be new. It could be something you just discovered that's been out for a while. Um, anything that you wanna share and say, oh, this is great, you need to check it out. Yeah, well, one of the podcasts would of course be yours, Steven. Oh, so you're the first person everyone, to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that's currently listening to the show, keep listening to the show. Yes, thank you. And um, some other podcasts I really enjoy would be the Robcast mm -hmm. by Rob Bell and uh, Brene Brown. Um, I believe it's called Unlocking. It might just be Unlocking, but she's all about vulnerability and mm -hmm. braving the wild. It's really good. Uh, as far as shows go, I love Trevor Noah in 
the daily show yes he's hilarious he is so funny <laughs> uh one of my favorite books is the happiness advantage by sean acor mm-hmm. he was actually uh i believe a professor at harvard and but you wouldn't you wouldn't think that from just the way he talks and he's just very relatable mm-hmm. so yeah the happiness advantage and um, as far as shows, as far as humor goes, I love the Impractical Jokers. Oh, I'm not sure if you've ever watched that show. Uh, oh yes, I, I watched them. It's a, it's a good time. Yep. It's a good time to just zone out everything and just laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah, absolutely. I always uh, want to have my friends do that with me, but none of them are willing to do that. So I just have to imagine it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, but that would be a handful of the shows and podcasts awesome yeah I'll, I'll definitely have to check out uh trevor no he's so funny i need to i want to re- read his books but um i read so many at once so <laughs> <laughs> need to, to kind of get it down but um awesome thank you um uh, next i always like to give you the opportunity plug any um projects that you're doing anything you're working on um let listeners know where they can find you um anything that you want to share yeah absolutely. is yours and so my website is jeffteresi.com. That's J-E-F-F-T as in Tom, E-R, E-S as in Sam, I. You can find out all my information there as far as uh, speaking and the seven key abilities book. Mm-hmm. I also do have a YouTube channel. I started uh, in wake of COVID. And oh, so yeah. I have just over 40 videos now. I wanted to find a way that I could contribute to the world. Um, regardless if it had any monetary value or not, just mm-hmm. helping people <clears throat> again to break through to the next big breakthrough. And so I come out with one new video a week. The past four weeks, though, I've only come out with two videos, having that we just had our baby girl. Yeah, and exactly. I am not on the schedule that I normally am on. And so <laughs> but that's cool. I'm giving myself some grace in that area. And oh. as far as uh, projects I wanted to share, uh, you had mentioned in one of your other podcasts about uh, Black Month Awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a couple of good friends in the movement. And so I thought it might be cool to just share a soundbite of a poem I wrote called Stand Against. Definitely. And so I haven't shared it publicly with anyone yet. So I thought this might be uh, a great platform to do so. No, for sure. I would love that. This poem is titled Stand Against. As racial injustice runs rampant, and police brutality won't rest. You don't need eyes to see the lies or ears to hear the cries of the oppressed. Privilege is a luxury and comfort that way too many can't afford. Those who have it must make sure that those who don't are heard, no longer ignored. It's no longer possible to press snooze as the blood spills and black necks bruise. As tensions grow, it's time to choose. It's time to let love win and let hate lose. If white, You can't begin to comprehend what being black or brown is like. Perhaps you can if you pretend you're a German Jew during the Third Reich. Imagine if going for a jog you were chased, and if caught, you'd be shot. The same fate awaits routine stops by cops who don't give it a second thought. Because it takes less time than to solve the crime, your freedom is abolished. Wrongly accused and then wrongly convicted, your dignity demolished. Prison has become a business, and spaces need more faces to be filled. So you sit in a cell, a concrete hell, where every right you had is killed. 
everyone bleeds and all bloodshed is red, so truly there are no others. So in solidarity, let's stand hand in hand as sisters and brothers. Bound by baseless pretense, the world in which we live makes everything but sense. So ask not, what will you stand for? But instead, ask, what will you stand against? In light of current events, which have been the same occurring events for far too long, I felt called to create this poem. The inequity, inequality, and mistreatment of black and brown people must stop. The system is supremely broken. The color of a person's skin has no merit for determining their worth or how they are treated. Simply by being human and one of a kind, each life and each person is priceless and deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. In the end, love wins, but we cannot stand by and allow injustice to prevail one minute longer. There are no sidelines from which to watch. Inaction is complicity, which I myself have been guilty of. So love without limit, and as the poem says, let's stand in solidarity with each other as sisters and brothers, peacefully demanding change and justice for all. Let's use each breath to make sure that everyone can breathe and succeed. My name is Jeff Teresi, and my mission is helping people break through to their next big breakthrough. To learn more, check out jeffteresi.com. That's J-E-F-F-T-E-R esi.com. God bless and thanks for listening. Other than that, um, I think you might actually really enjoy having my wife on your show at one point. If, if you'd be open to that, she'd have a lot of fun with you. Oh, I would uh, absolutely love that, but I do want her to rest first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She has at least three more weeks before um, being able to do anything with physical exertion and, Yeah, but she's absolutely amazing. Oh, she sounds like, yeah. And I I have a very, very high admiration for anybody that talks about those types of topics, especially being in sociology. I was in a sociology club and there were so many times when we had a, a, a sex traffic victim come and speak to us and everything. And it's just stuff that needs to be talked about because people think, oh, this only happens like third world countries and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's in America. And mm-hmm. um, surprising fact, but it's it, not surprising to me because I've known it like the number one event that people, especially young girls are sex traffic is the Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. is this weekend. Luckily, knock on wood, um, since it's not in person and everything like that, since it's, um, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't keep up with sports if they're gonna have people there. But just be careful if you are, because that's yeah. the thing. They have a cover up and they have so many people focus on the game. So not to bring the mood down, guys, but no, my, I would... yeah, my wife actually wrote a blog on the Super Bowl this uh, week a uh, year ago when that was happening last year. Because, yeah, it's it's very yeah. not known by very many people, but it's so pervasive. It is. Yeah. So I would I would love the opportunity. I'm sure you can. Well, I know you can connect us. So, yeah. <laughs> she might. She, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I'll have to um, book it with her and see what she says. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that would be a great opportunity for sure. Um, I would love uh, that conversation as well, too. Um, as I've enjoyed this episode and talking with you, um, you've been great and fantastic. Is there anything else you want to share with everybody before we sign off? 
Oh, I almost so don't want to go. I don't want to leave. Oh, man. Well, I figured uh, it might be fun to just, as far as gratitude gratitude goes, just share one quick cubed poem. Of it's course. titled Coming to Your Senses. Mm -hmm. And it's all about consciously appreciating each of your senses because that's mm -hmm. how we embrace the now. And so if people are listening, if you want, you can go ahead and close your eyes mm -hmm. so you can just listen to the words unless you're driving or yeah, operating. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> then don't close your eyes, but it's titled Coming to Your Senses. Have you ever really wondered how fortunate you are? Have you ever thought your blessings could outnumber the stars? First, imagine if you suddenly lost your sense of sight. Would you miss seeing the differences between day and night? Now imagine if you lost the ability to hear. As silence whispers in both ears, could you still persevere? Now imagine if you lost the ability to smell. Could you bid the sweet sense of flowers and fresh air farewell? Now imagine if you lost the ability to taste. What joy could come from eating if all flavors were erased? Now imagine if you suddenly lost your sense of touch. Does just the thought of such a loss make you feel very much? While each sense is sensational, there's only one you need. It's the sense to give thanks, the sense from which all gifts proceed. And so, Go ahead and open your eyes and recognize that each of your senses is a reminder of the countless gifts you can be grateful for if you choose to. And so just remember that gratitude is a choice and true success begins with a thankful heart. And with that as our foundation, it's going to be hard not to break through to your next big breakthrough. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. That was uh, beautifully said and has a deep meaning to it as well too because I do feel like I'm guilty of it too sometimes we take advantage of the small things like hey I wake up and I'm able to see every morning like hey I can hear this hey I you know there's some people out there that don't have that um so that's really awesome and powerful and I appreciate you really um sharing that and everything so thank you again yeah, my pleasure. And it might seem overwhelming if you're going to put in that other soundbite with the poem in it. But again, uh, the more the merrier, hopefully. And yeah. I really hope it connects with people. No, I'll definitely put them both in because it's my show and I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is yeah. Rosie, is your dog named Rosie or Rose? It's Rose. Rose, it's, okay. It's, her name is, so I say it on air a lot and people think it's Rosie, but her name is Rose Lee. But I say oh, it so Rose fast. Oh, Rose Lee. Okay. Yeah, I say it so fast. Her... Okay, so this is totally off topic, but who cares? Yeah, let's get off topic. <laughs> so my husband and I have named our dogs first, middle, and last name because we're just that way because we don't have children, so they're our children. And mm -hmm. so her name is Rose, middle name Lee, but when she's in trouble, so when she's growling or playing while I'm on the podcast, I use her middle name, say, I say Rose Lee, and a lot of people think I say Rosie. So okay, <laughs> fun, that, fun fact. That makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. They, she also, um, I mentioned this before too, so her brother's name is Leo and her name is Rose and they're <laughs> named after the Titanic. Oh, nice. So we, big fans. <laughs> Which is another James Cameron film, just like Avatar. Exactly. Avatar's so good. It's so, I didn't we, think I, I was going to like it as much as I did. I definitely cut you off, so what were you going to say? Oh, <laughs> I was, I was going to say we actually watched the Titanic uh, a week ago. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, we go in between James Cameron movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's James Cameron is the director, right? Yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our dog's name yeah. is Sherlock Bones. 
I love your your play on words because I'm a very big on playing up with words and everything. So you yeah, say a couple so things, so I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm <laughs> laughing, but I don't know. Everybody else is probably like, oh, they're just words because that's what I do when I make puns and <laughs> word play. Yep. Word play. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Well, I'll give you some time back in your day. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Um, you stay safe. Get some sleep if you can, <laughs> because, you know, a newborn baby and everything. And again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Alrighty, have a good day. Bye-bye. What a great conversation and powerful words and just a really nice overall guy. Um, hope you enjoyed that um, as much as I did. But now let's get to this week's Meditation Minute. Um, of course, if you love meditation, you should like this. But if you want like a little spicy meditation that's sassy, I already have one episode out and I plan to do more. Check that out. Sassy meditation. Um yeah so let me flip through oh as i hit my mic my van uh are you constantly prioritizing what really matters we should be you know sometimes we get lost in the sauce i feel like and just need to focus and really prioritize what really truly honestly matters so do that and you'll be a-okay so let's release all the stress. Take a deep breath. Exhale. And enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Black History Month. It's your girl, Christina, aka C.N. Sloan from Working Overtime, the podcast with another little known Black history fact. All right. Y'all know who Betty Boop is, right? You know, the little cartoon character, red dress, you know, a little sex symbol and everything. Well, did you know that the iconic cartoon character Betty Boop was inspired by a Black jazz singer named Esther Jones, aka Baby Esther, who was a performer back in the 1920s, and she was a regular performer in the Cotton Club during this time from Harlem, okay? So she really became famous for 
incorporating by interpreting popular songs with a mixture of seriousness and child mischief by using these Def, these little baby kind of words and everything like boop boop a doop and all that good stuff so she made this baby voice and these kind of baby vocal sounds very famous and they were also adopted by other people as well but she was the one that kind of introduced that baby style with the boops in her songs and yes so in the 1930s the cartoon character came about by i'm gonna butcher his name but we're gonna try it max Fle flesher Felicia in 1930 the caricature of the jazz age flapper was the first and most famous sex symbol in animation so Betty Boop is known for her revealing dress curvaceous figure and signature vocals boop oop a doop and I'm sorry curvaceous figure y'all know that was inspired by a black girl come on so <laughs> she she was the one who was the the inspiration behind this iconic character that we all know and love as Betty Boop but we must pay tribute to baby esther esther lee jones from the 1920s who inspired this movement and inspired this character so that's all for this week's little known black history fact well that's all i have for you for this week but i'll be back next week and actually i wanted to share a little fun fun i actually put together a website it's sirstevenrice.com. Go check it out. Uh, started a new blog on there. There will be podcast merch coming very soon. I've ordered some samples. I'm super excited. I've reached out to close friends to be like, hey, do you like this? What do I need to change? And so, oh, super excited. So please go check it out. I'll put the link down below. I'll also put the link down for Jeff and C and Sloan's information so you can go and follow them and everything like that. So that'll be awesome. Also me. Sir Stephen Rice on all platforms, including Clubhouse, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now my own website. <laughs> I'm a working girl. So, yeah, be sure to check all that out. Again, thank you so much to both CN Sloan and Jeff for coming on and making a amazing episode once again putting together they I mean, they make my life so much easier. All these guests that are amazing and awesome and just wonderful just wonderful i hope your 2021 is going great your black history month is going great stay safe out there and until next time have a fantastic day <laughs>